Good morning, and peace be with you. We, uh, in our bulletin, have um, announcements uh, after what we would normally appoint for the reading of uh, John 12, uh, verses 12 through 19, and I'm going to call an audible, and I'm going to ask for the announcements to go first, and then after the announcements, then I will... Uh, read the uh, appointed gospel from John, and then we'll go into our hymn of the day, so our opening hymn, rather. So without further ado, thank you, Ed. Boy, we're busy. Take a look at what's going on here. Uh, I'll try to be brief. Um, We do have uh, another missions that we're uh, financially supporting this month. And uh, it's supporting to help in the building of a Christian retreat center in Latvia. Uh, Focus on this retreat center is to reach believers, non-believers in the Baltic states and to foster children, discipleship, and healing of the whole person. Of course, we have their sit and be fit. A lot of loyal people come to that and keep coming. It looks like you're moving around better, so it must be working. Um, we also want to talk about our prayer meeting. Uh, we have some dedicated people that come, but we sure could use more. On April the 5th at 11 o'clock, we're praying for the whole church and each other. And those are very, that's very important um, also. Holy Week, take a gander, mark your calendars. Uh, April 6th is Maundy Thursday Soup Supper at 4 in the Fellowship Hall, followed by the services at 5. I happen to know the soup is lemon chicken. A lot of you like that and have had it before. So it will be served at 4 o'clock and it will be hot. Uh, Also, uh, on April the 7th is Good Friday at 5 p.m. in our sanctuary here. And we also have sign-ups for a number of things in the back. One is for uh, assistance on any of these services for Holy Week. You can sign up for various things, categories. Please look at that. Uh, Also, um, we have a council meeting coming up uh, on Saturday, April 8th. And if you'd like to know more about what's going on in church and you would like to maybe have some things to suggest or talk about, come. It's at 9.30. Um, and don't forget, we also have a sign-up sheet for the Easter lilies uh, in the back, uh, cost of nine fifty or whatever you want to pay for them. You can sign up and get a number of them, give them away, take them to friends, um, and uh, they'll be decorating with the Easter lilies uh, in the pots, but they'll also be doing the cross on Saturday. If any of you are interested in helping uh, the Altar Guild ladies and other people that have volunteered over the years, please come and help do that. It's it's a lot of fun if you don't mind getting your hands wet because they're damp. Anyway, um, so there's money that you can put for the the flowers for the cross and also just for the individual flowers. Um, Also important, April 15th, is uh, Saturday is where we have the celebration of life for our dear friend Randy Dustin and he'll be celebrated and you're welcome to come and there will be food 
uh, and that will be at April 15th at 1 o'clock. Also, we have the first Sunday of every month, we celebrate anniversaries and birthdays. So we have a cake that's already sliced and diced, waiting for people to check it out and other goodies as well. Uh, the people that are celebrating birthdays is Louie, Beck, Jan Tubiola, Tim O'Donnell, Peggy Jones. Most of them are, except for Louie, she's April 3rd, which is, what, tomorrow. Uh, but the rest of them are later in April, but we celebrate at one time. Um, uh, and then the wedding anniversary is going to be Matt and uh, Linda Yabuki, April 27th. So you guys are entitled to get cake, too. You know you're here. So please join us for that. And I'm sorry it was such a long reading of uh, announcements, but they were all very important, and I want to make sure uh, you check those and um, be able to sign up uh, for where you want to for flowers or volunteering. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. <clears throat> and there's one more anniversary to add to that, um, and that is um, Joan and Bob Fry uh, celebrated their anniversary. They're watching from home, so hi, guys, and uh, we'll make sure we eat some cake for you. So anyway, thank you, everybody. And we uh, begin our service this morning uh, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We read, from John 12, 12 through 19, Jesus comes to Jerusalem as king. John records, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and they went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the king of Israel. And Jesus found a donkey, and he sat on it, as it is written. Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all of this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now, the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued to spread the word. And many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So the Pharisees said to one another, See, this is getting us nowhere. Look how the whole world has gone after him.
Will you please stand if you're able? We come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your presence and eternal punishment. And for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you. And for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, 
and peace to his people on earth. pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you sent your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, to take upon himself our flesh and to suffer death upon the cross. Mercifully grant that we may follow the example of his great humility and patience and be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading is taken from the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, verses 4 through 9, and this can be found on page 1147 in the Pew Bible. Isaiah 50, 4 through 9. The Sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The Sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the Sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, have I set my face like flint, and I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates, vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let me face each other. Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the Sovereign Lord who helps me. 
Who will condemn me? They will all wear out like a garment. The moths will eat them up. We will read Psalm 118, verses 19 through 29 responsibly, and it's printed in your bulletin on page 6. Psalm 118, 19 through 29. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks. For you answered me, you have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvelous in our eyes. The Lord has done this day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord, we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. With bows in hand, join in the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. The next reading is taken from the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, and this can be found on page 1827 in the Pew Bible. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Gospel according to St. John from the tenth or twelfth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Our gospel this morning is from John chapter 12, verses 20 through 43, and can be found on page 1671 in your Pew Bible. John records. Now there were some Greeks among those who sent up to worship at the festival. And they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee. 
with a request. They said, Sir, we would like to see Jesus. And Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip, in turn, told Jesus. And Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me. Where I am, my servant also will be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it and said it had thundered. Others said an angel had spoken to him. And Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death that he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? And then Jesus told them, you are going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of light. And when he had finished speaking, Jesus left and he hid himself from them. And even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah, the prophet. Lord, who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason, they could not believe, because as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn and I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and he spoke about him. Yet at the same time, many even among the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than the praise from God. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated.
Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Today is a great celebration. Godly pilgrims from all over the world have made their way to Jerusalem to celebrate. And the population of the city grows larger every day. And the number of people in Jerusalem is so great that many must leave every evening to camp out on the hills that surround the city. There is a a hustle and a bustle of the approaching festival. And soon, the people will celebrate the Passover, the great victory of God when he rescued his people from slavery, the slavery of Egypt in the days of Moses. Now, among all the Passover pilgrims who entered Jerusalem this day, one has a different reason for fulfilling the ancient laws that requires all men of Israel to present themselves before the Lord. And he came riding on a donkey, on a colt that had never been ridden before. And his disciples and many of the Passover pilgrims, well, they honor him with praise as he enters Jerusalem. Yet our Gospels for this day tell us that there was still a lot of confusion that was concerning this pilgrim who rode into Jerusalem that day. Those who praised him gave him messianic titles such as Son of David, King of Israel, and so forth. And these titles, they would have been accurate if the people would have understood their true meaning. And sadly, truthfully, Many thought that Jesus was coming to use his miracle-working power to give them earthly wealth, to drive out the Romans, to restore the empire of Solomon, to make Jerusalem the most important city in the world. These Passover pilgrims were doing exactly the right thing by praising Jesus. Sadly, truthfully, they were doing it for the wrong reasons. And the Pharisees were, well, they were also confused. We miss out on the symbolism because the symbol of the palm branch is very different for us than it was for Israel. We are used to seeing the six-pointed star of David as the national and religious symbol of Israel. But down through the years, the palm branch has also been a symbol of Israeli pride. We see palm branches, and we think peace. But the Pharisees, 
Well, they were afraid. They were afraid that the Roman soldiers would see the palm branches and think Israeli resistance. They were terrified that the Romans would interpret the noise as some sort of uprising, and they would send troops in to shut it down. Then there were the Greeks who came to see to see Jesus. And we focus so much on Israel that sometimes we forget that God has his people in other nations as well. The Greeks were godly men, but they had not entered into the formalities of the Jewish system. Even though they were not formal members of the Jewish religion, they looked for the coming of the Messiah. And they had heard the talk, and, and, and they may have said this, could this Jesus of Nazareth be the Messiah? They wanted to meet Jesus, but we know as Gentiles they were not free to move about the temple grounds. And so they, they asked Philip to relay their request to Jesus. And Philip found Andrew, and they both went to Jesus. And then, if you remember, Jesus answered them. He said, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, no doubt there were some who heard these words who said, well, it's about time. And now we'll see something really spectacular. And it's no doubt that there were a few among the disciples, even among the disciples who were enticed by the palms and the hosannas of the crowds. And they were probably thinking, now Jesus will reveal his true royal nature. Now Jesus will drive out the Romans and establish his kingdom on earth. And as quickly as these temptations arose, they were dashed. Because Jesus continued, he said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Now I imagine some in the crowd saying, what did the preacher just say? Did he just say that his glory is to die and be buried like a seed? Now, for years, Jesus kept on saying, my hour has not yet come. My hour has not yet come. And now, here in Jerusalem, after the glorious parade, up into the temple, Jesus finally states, the hour has come. And the hour refers to his death. And how can death be glorious? It is interesting that Jesus spoke of himself as a seed. You see, thousands of years earlier, Thousands of years before he took on humanity in the womb of a virgin, he came to visit Adam and Eve in the garden. And it was 
It was a sad journey. Adam and Eve had just eaten the forbidden fruit. And as he laid out the consequences of sin, he promised that the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head, but at a price. The serpent would bite the heel of the woman's seed. And now Jesus was in Jerusalem to take the poison of the serpent's bite while he crushed the serpent's head. And the poison would kill him, and he would rest like a seed in the earth. And then, just as the seed germinates, so also would the Son of Man leave the ground, and he would bear much fruit. Jesus regularly, consistently, and clearly proclaimed his suffering, his death, and his resurrection. He clearly proclaimed this as his glory. He clearly proclaimed this as our salvation. And even so, his disciples, the crowds who sang his praise, the Greeks and the Pharisees were consistently confused. They just didn't get it. They were unable to understand the greatest expression of the glory of God lies in Christ on the cross where he suffered for all in order to forgive the sins of the world. Jesus wants you to, sh- to have a share in that glory. And in order f- to share in his glory, you must die. And Jesus said, whoever loves his life loses it, and whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. And Jesus used the word life in two ways. Life here on this earth and eternal life with him. And those who love the life of this world will lose their eternal life. And those who die to the life of this world already have eternal life. And that is what holy baptism is about. As the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write this to Romans 6, 3 through 5. Paul writes, Do you not know that all of us have been baptized into Jesus, were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. There was a lot of confusion on that first Palm Sunday. Few, if any people, understood the reason Jesus came to Jerusalem that day. We, however, have no excuse for such confusion. The Bible plainly states 
that Jesus came to Jerusalem on that day because he had an appointment with a cross on the next Friday. And this coming Thursday and Friday evenings, we will meet here to focus on the gifts that Jesus gave us with his passion. We will focus on the sacrament in which Jesus gives his body and blood to us for the forgiveness of sins. We will focus on his death on the cross in which Jesus earned forgiveness for all our sins. And as we meditate on that death, let us also remember that Christ's death is my death for my sin. Next Sunday, next Sunday we will focus in a special way on Christ rising from death to life. And let us also remember that this is my resurrection life. Let us remember what the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write in Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the life of the baptized believer. That is, continually dying to sin and rising again to new life in Christ. This is the way it is for the believer until our Lord takes him out of this valley of sorrows to himself in heaven. There we shall wait for the final days when our bodies will rise to immortality and we shall live forever on the new earth where there will be no need for death because there will be no sin. And while we live on this earth now, we look forward to that day when there is no death but only eternal life. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Would you please stand if you're able? Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Nicene Creed found on page four of your bulletin. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us in our salvation he came down from heaven. By the power of the Holy Spirit he became incarnate with the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. And the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory, judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshiped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord, God Almighty and Heavenly Father, we gather this morning as one to praise your holy name as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, on this Palm Sunday, we thank you for reminding us of your son Jesus' final celebratory entrance into Jerusalem, where our plan was for him to be elevated to king and save us from an evil and oppressive human empire. We're sorry, Holy Father, that our thinking and expectations were and continue to be so small and tainted by sin that we often forget that Jesus was to die to atone for all of the sins against you, past, present, and future, reserving a place in heaven for eternity with him. We can't even imagine such grace. It is beyond our comprehension. We also give our thanks to you, Holy Spirit, for bringing us into the one true faith that saves our souls forever. Dear Lord, we face the same evil forces and kingdoms as King David did about 2,500 years ago when he pleaded for your help. Our society today has removed your rules for peaceful coexistence and boldly deny your sovereignty and power over us. Chaos, crime, and destruction are everywhere. Our enemies surround us and seek to destroy us from outside our borders and from within. We are not worthy of your protection against the sins we have invited into our culture. 
Even so, and although we can't understand your love for us as we continue to fight against you, we, the faithful, love and respect you and stand in awe of your power and might. We're scared of your omnipotence and omniscience. We can't hide from you. And we know from Holy Scripture that you will correct us in accordance with your will and in your time. In the meantime, we pray that you would guide our nation and its leaders, as well as all world leaders, on the right path forward. Holy Spirit, Jesus told us we would be persecuted for his name's sake, and we are experiencing this especially today within our own nation. Please grant us the stamina and fortitude to remain in faith and on the right course, even as we are aggressively persecuted for our Savior's name. Lord, we thank you for all of the blessings you have given to us as a nation and as individuals since our founding, and for keeping us throughout all of the challenges and wars we have faced. Thank you for our friends and all those whom you have placed into our lives who are peaceful, kind, and generous to everyone. They are the best examples after Jesus of whom we should emulate. Thank you for providing their example among us. Lord, we pray for those who are lonely, distraught, fearful, in despair, or frustrated and angry. We know there are many around us in our personal families and in this church body who fit this description, including the person speaking today. We pray for the safety of our children who may be confused or misguided and who may see no future. Please help us provide the care and counsel that would alleviate their stress and bring comfort to those who feel lost and powerless. We pray for healing for those we know who are sick or injured. We ask that they be healed in our presence, but if that's not your will, that they be brought home to you without pain or suffering and that those remaining here would be comforted by your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the rains that have replenished our water supply, for the snow that covers our surrounding mountains, providing beautiful scenery and recreation for those who seek the thrill of plummeting down the mountain slopes, for wildflowers blanketing surrounding hillsides, and for sunshine and clear skies that reflect your glory. At the same time, we pray for those around our nation who still suffer from floods winter storms, tornadoes, and other natural and man-made disasters. We pray that those whose lives were lost on earth have found their home in your house in heaven. We pray for the safety of our armed forces, police, and other law enforcement officers, firefighters, and medical professionals. Please shield all of them from harm. We also pray for all victims of war and armed conflict wherever they are. We pray that you would intervene in the hearts of those whose personal greed and desire for power leads to war and destruction. Please, Lord, humble their minds or cause them to be removed from power in order to bring peace between nations. Holy Father, we thank you again and always for choosing to save us from eternal damnation through the sacrifice of your only Son, Jesus. Help us to reflect this day on the jubilant arrival of Jesus the Messiah into Jerusalem to save us, not by defeating the Roman Empire or any past or present evil and oppressive human governments, but by defeating Satan and death itself 
by his terrible sacrifice on the crucifixion cross. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers, kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace. Will you pray with me? O Lord, our God, maker of all things, through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should. You bid your people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast. Renew our zeal in faith and life and bring us to the fullness of grace that belongs to the children of God. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and sing their unending hymn. Holy, holy. night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know 
that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now, together, pray the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. This sacrament is for those who confess Christ as Lord and Savior. If that is your confession, then come. The table is prepared. The ushers will bring you forward.
Now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his perfect peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you.